1: For a limited time, watch the first 10 minutes for free at hollywoodtakeover.com slash jesse. Newton Group Transfer, they are here to help you if you're stuck in a timeshare. These stories from people who have these timeshares and can't get out of them, they're shocking. These timeshare companies, not all of them, but so many, they get their hooks into you and you can't give them up. You can't give them up, or they'll they will do things like they charge you thousands of dollars. One girl, she got past her timeshare when her mother passed away. She gets past the timeshare, doesn't want the timeshare, doesn't use the timeshare. They tell her she can get out of it for $4,000. She has to come up with a $4,000 check. This is not right. It's unjust, and Newton Group Transfers is here to help you. If you are in a timeshare and want out or know someone who is, Call 888 845 3773. That's 888 84 Jesse, or go to timesharejesse.com. Newton Group Transfer. They will help you out.
0: This is The Jesse Kelly Show.
1: I want to ask you a question, and I want you to think about it before you answer, because you're instinctively going to want to answer this right away, and I have to disclose to you before I even ask it, we're going to talk through it today, and in the coming days, but I'm not 100% sure where I stand on it, what I believe. Nevertheless, it's a question we're going to have to figure out at some point. Setting aside where we are right now, should America have have made communism illegal. As soon as communism breaks out, you know the story. Sweeping through Europe, World War One, it's taken hold of governments. Then we see what happens when it takes over. We're really getting to know, oh, this is really bad. Should we have made it illegal? If you say yes, okay. Again, I'm I'm not judging you at all. I honestly don't know what I think. I've been pretty clear about what I think should be done to commies. I don't know about making it illegal though. You say yes, okay, all right, communism's illegal. Here's the problem with that. What does that look like? I've always said 99.9% of the time when you start a sentence with, there should be a law, you're wrong. It's just a fact. What is making communism illegal look like? What's the enforcement mechanism? What's the... What's the investigative mechanism? What is communism? Is it a leftist Facebook post? Is it things you think? Is it gathering in a group? You see what I mean? It gets more and more complicated, doesn't it? I ask this question because we're going to do a little Cold War talk today. And as I was... Reading a bunch of stuff last night and I was watching a couple documentaries on it. I just could not get the question out of my brain of could we have stopped what we have now from happening. What we have now in America is an absolute, without question, Socialist takeover of pretty much every single American institution, every one of them, government, education, media, all of it. I mean, half the church, if not more, the schools, they took everything. But I want you to set that aside. We'll get to today's news during the today section. I couldn't stop asking the question last night, could we have stopped it? If we could have, what did it look like? What could we have done? What should we have done? Can liberty, can the thought of an individual being free instead of being part of a collective, can that thought ever, in the end, politically defeat collectivism? I'm not asking which is superior. We know what's we're, we know what's superior now. That's the examples of that are endless. If you deny that by this point in time, you're just denying reality. We know which is superior, but however, that doesn't mean better. If the worst human being on the planet, some child molester, challenges me to a knife fight and he's an expert with a knife and I'm not and we do a battle to the death to see who's going to lead the world and he wins that doesn't mean he's a better person it means he's a better knife fighter just because communism inevitably defeats individual liberty if we're going to say that that doesn't make it superior but it does mean it's superior in battle which is kind of important I look at what happened, I look at the Cold War, how it began, when it began, and I wonder. Let's talk about where it began, how it began. Obviously, we're going to start with the Soviet Union. You know this story, told you a thousand times. Socialism, communism spreading through Europe, Germany intentionally bringing Lenin back to Russia so he can go spread communism in Russia so Russia will get out of World War I and stop fighting against Germany. I mean, honestly, the Germans, (laughs) the Germans, man, they had a rough 20th century. Not, not great. Two world wars. I mean, you can't put the whole first one on them by any means. Two world wars, and you were the one who purposely spread communism. Hmm. Hmm. Love me some Germany. Love some Germans. But uh, that's a that's a rough century. That is a rough century for you, bud. <laughs> gonna have gonna have some time to rehab that image. But just, just think about that. Think about the body count. If you're going to set aside World War One, think about the body count you've racked up as Germany, knowing you're responsible for Nazism and communism in the Soviet Union. Eek. That is not good. <laughs> uh, I, I know we have a bunch of Germans. That's uh, I know it's a bitter pill to swallow, brother, but uh, that's and it's on there. They take Lenin, bring him back to Russia, communist takeover, Russia becomes a communist country. We're not going through all the details of that today. Fast forward to World War II. This era obviously has Joseph Stalin in charge. And remember, The Soviet Union, Russia, was the communist experiment. It hadn't really been done yet. Don't get me wrong. Collectivism in some form had been done everywhere, but the actual communist experiment hadn't been done, and there were arguments amongst the commies like Stalin and Trotsky and others had huge disagreements on exactly how they should spread it, if they should spread it. Should communism just be for us? No, actually, it should be for them. Okay, I, I, let's say I agree with you. What does that mean? Should we just go in there and be nice? Should we storm in there with the tanks? It was they were discussing their new supposedly great ideology and the best way to just spread it around. Stalin, as you can imagine, was a bit more aggressive than many of his comrades. But do get mildly? This is a human being who reportedly pushed one of his friends off a boat in the middle of the lake just to watch him drown. There are a lot of dictators out there who have ordered the deaths of many people without actually doing any of that, like physically themselves. Stalin is not one of them. Stalin was murdering people with his bare hands before he ever took over the Russian government. That is an evil, evil human being. Hang on. Jesse Kelly. You're listening to The Jesse Kelly Show. Hometitlelock.com can save you some trouble. What kind of trouble? Oh, I don't know. Just little things like not being evicted from your home. That happens. You understand I'm not making that up, right? I'm looking at direct quotes from people it's happened to because of home title theft. These cyber thieves do this for a living. As scummy as they are, they're very good at it. They're out there right now looking for home titles that are unsecured, home titles just like yours. When they find it, they're going to forge your signature on it, take a loan out against it. You are going to pay that loan back or you are going to get evicted. I know that's unfair, but that's life. Go get home title locks so you don't have to worry about it. Go to HomeTitleLock.com. Don't forget to use the promo code JESSE while you're there and get 30 free days. But go to HomeTitleLock.com right now. Stalin believes in an aggressive form of communism. We were well aware and wary of communism going into World War II. There's a there's a huge, you know, people believe the wrong thing out there. They think we just kind of woke up to how bad communism sucks right as soon as World War II ended. No, we were aware. We were aware it was aggressive. We were aware of the abject misery it spreads. Well, aware that Joseph Stalin was not a good guy. But sometimes you got to make some friends you don't love making. Joseph Stalin's a world class scumbag. However, you're going to get involved in fighting the Nazis. You have no choice pretty much but to side with him now th- there's going to be argument about that people will argue against that you can't argue against it there's no choice i've heard people say several times before well we could have just sat out the european part not really that's not how it works in a vacuum that looks fine you have allies you have britain What does the world look like if Nazi Germany takes over all of Russia? I mean, you you think about that. It's very, very difficult. So we side with him. Everybody knows the story: Nazis invade Russia. Not a good idea end up losing in Stalingrad and then they're racing the other direction. They're heading back west, back towards Germany with the Soviet army hot on their heels. Now, huge credit to Winston Churchill who saw this coming, but Churchill, knowing how bad Stalin was, starts to warn us explicitly. Yes, I know We are worried about the Nazis. However, it's really, really important that we do not let Stalin take Berlin. We had better be the ones who take Berlin. Believe me, you don't want Stalin to take Berlin. FDR chose to let Stalin take Berlin. Now, you're Joseph Stalin. You know you want to aggressively spread communism. You've won. We've won. World War II is over. Here is the international state of affairs, and actually I'm going to be a little bit fair to the dirty Russian commies today because they did have an opposite point of view. In fact, the sides, while our side... Because freedom's better than communism. Our side was the better side, obviously. When you talk to people from that era, it is amazing how people on both sides essentially were saying the exact same thing about the other side. Stalin has all these troops. He has this hugely powerful army now built up. He just took all of Eastern Europe. He's got half a Germany. I mean, he's, he's got everything once wants and a massively powerful army and feeling pretty good about himself and not exactly anxious to give any of it up. Thinks this is an advancement for communism, for his ideology. They meet at Yalta. There's, that, there's a famous picture of this meeting at Yalta. Churchill, FDR, and Stalin sitting down. You can go look at it right now. This was where they hashed everything out. And part of the thing they hashed out was, Stalin, we're going to give you the eastern portion of Europe as a, and I stress this, sphere of influence. There was universal agreement amongst the three of them that... Every country, no matter the sphere of influence, would have free and fair elections. However, let this be one of the earliest cases of people in free countries not understanding the communist mentality. They took Stalin's agreement to that and thought he was serious. Stalin's like, oh, oh, yeah, of course, sure. Free elections, that sounds good. Of of course, yeah, absolutely. (laughs) These idiots. (laughs) Stalin had no intention of it. But the Soviets were very, very, very concerned about the United States of America at this time. We were worried about them. That was warranted, especially that ideology. Clearly turned out to be warranted because it got here, infected us, and now it's ruining the United States. They were very worried about us because we were clearly opposite to them. And what did they just see as the war ended? They just saw a nuclear weapon vaporize two major cities. And as the war ended, the Soviet Union didn't have any of those. That can be easy for us to forget. That kind of killing power never existed in the history of the world. Wrap your mind around that. All the history of the world, that kind of killing power was not possible. All of a sudden, it was possible, and one country on the planet had it, and that one country on the planet had it who had it was fairly openly hostile to you. Think about that. Think, the only way I could pro- possibly describe that was let's say, let's say there was a weapon right now, with the snap of our fingers, that could take out an area the entire the entire western half of the United States of America, an area that big. Someone created it. Boom. One weapon, one bomb could go off in an instant. Okay, well, that's that's not good. Who has it? Oh, China has that. And we don't. Does that change your thinking? It did theirs. They were very, very, very concerned about the fact We had one. They did not. So they began an aggressive, intensely aggressive spying campaign during and immediately after the war. Trying to bring in and successfully bringing in Nazi scientists. Trying to infiltrate and successfully did infiltrate the American nuclear system. So they can steal that technology for themselves. Well, what are we seeing now in the United States of America as the Soviet Union is building up their nuclear weapons program? We are seeing these aggressive people who seized half of Europe building nukes. Why are they building nukes? In the the mind of the Soviets, they're building nukes because you have nukes. In our mind, they're building nukes because those dirty commies want to take over the entire world. We weren't necessarily wrong. On the other hand, they weren't necessarily wrong either. Your ideological enemy, the opposing superpower to you, has a weapon you don't. You better get your hands on one. The history of the world says you really don't want to be outgunned. Now we have a divided world, Eastern Europe and Russia and the Western world. Now we have to figure out what we're going to do and they have to figure out what they're going to do to make sure you don't come in second place. You understand that markets go down, right? They don't always grow. That's absurd. If you look at the history of them, they go up and they go down. And what are we looking at right now in America? Well, we're looking at deficit spending like we've never seen before. We have business closures all over the place, eroding the tax base. We have the Fed printing money. It doesn't exactly take Nostradamus to figure out that's going to result in a market correction. You don't have to take drastic set, steps, but you do need to get a gold IRA from Gold Alliance. You just need to diversify yourself, get yourself some protection. Go to goldalliance.com slash That's goldalliance.com slash jesse. Go get a gold IRA so all that money you've worked hard for doesn't disappear when the market goes. We are extremely concerned about communism now. Our FBI is aggressively pursuing communism at home, kind of. And here's why I say kind of, and we're going to get to what the commies are doing. It's been painted now as the Red Scare. It's what you learned, isn't it? I know you've heard that word. You've undoubtedly heard the word McCarthyism. Joseph McCarthy throwing Americans in jail by the droves. How aggressive was it? Was it too aggressive? Was it not aggressive enough? This is back to the question I asked you in the beginning. Because rest assured... This was the period of time when we lost the culture war. We did not win this culture war. Oh, we ended up defeating the communist Soviet Union. But as far as keeping communism out of the United States of America, this period of time is when it got here. And we didn't get it out. You almost undoubtedly went to a government school, as I did. You almost undoubtedly have been told that Joseph McCarthy is the Antichrist. And I am not here to tell you Joseph McCarthy was a great human being or everything he did was right. Not saying that. However, Joseph McCarthy was having people testify in front of Congress about communist activities here. What were theirs? Yes, people were jailed. I think it was a couple hundred. It actually wasn't a lot. What it really did was it cost people careers. There was such an anti-communist notion, feeling in the United States of America at the time that if you, I mean, you at your company are called to go testify before Congress. The nation's riveted, right? I mean, this was was reality television before there was reality television. People are watching, and all of a sudden, Producer Chris gets called before Congress to testify about his communist activities. And, uh, I mean, as anybody who's been through court or at least seen court knows, civil or otherwise, you look and you have to answer questions aren't that comfortable answering. Producer Chris, did you... Did you or did you not date uh, uh, Sarah Gonzalez for two years? Uh, I did. I did. Did you know at the time that Sarah Gonzalez was a card-carrying member of the Communist Party? Uh, uh, yeah, but but she was really hot. And, uh, well, guess what? You have now associated with a communist and me, Jesse Kelly of The Jesse Kelly Show, I can't be associated with a communist, can I? Hey, Producer Chris, uh, you don't need to commute on Monday or ever again. That was really what it was. It was costing people their jobs and careers. So understand this. When we're asking the question today, what could we have done? You're accepting some really ugly things that you probably profess to be against in order to stop this. So that's what we're doing. What are the commies doing? Well, one, they're watching. They're watching what we're doing, and they're watching us do something else, not just domestically. They're watching us do something abroad. You've heard of the Marshall Plan, correct? The Marshall Plan was this. Truman's Secretary of State was named Marshall, so he named it the Marshall Plan. We had a plan... Get a whole bunch of money and spread it around Europe. Why? Well, here's what happened after the war. You see, World War II, it was really about locations. World War II, while we fought in it, fought bravely. We don't win that war without the United States of America, not underselling our contributions by any stretch of the imagination, No question Nazi Germany wins that war without us. It also wasn't fought here at all. One military base in Hawaii. Our national monuments, fine. Our homes, not bombed or burnt out. Our economy, booming. We had a little brief stall post-war war but in general, our infrastructure was churning and burning. And not only was ours churning and burning and booming, the rest of the world was bombed out and blown out and crushed. And a huge percentage of their young men were were injured or dead. And they had to buy goods. So they are, they're all buying American. Not only is our economy booming for us, internationally people are saying, I, I, I want to buy American steel, I want to buy American this. We have we're turning customers away. Europe was not that way. Europe was blown out, bombed out, more than just factories, food supplies gone. There were fam there was a famine all over Europe. A really sad part of it. So many people from those concentration camps who were liberated, Jews, Poles, all kinds of them. There wasn't necessarily a welcome home program because nothing existed. Some of those people walked out of a concentration camp and walked right into being homeless. What's the roughest period of time you've ever gone through in your life? Europe's in bad trouble. Stalin looks at this bad trouble Europe's in and, well, he did what commies do. There's no appetite for communism in the human spirit unless you are down and out. That's when you are more receptive to communism Why do you think they're intentionally torpedoing America here at home as we speak? Stalin knew what was going on. All these people down and out. Guess what? I am the champion of the little guy. Oh, you're starving? It's his fault. Come on in. Stalin used people being down and out. As a way to start winning people over. And when I say start winning people over, the commies are really good at this. You ever heard of what's called the common form? C-O-M-I-N-F-O-R-M. It was a Soviet design. Extremely powerful. Even employed many, many Americans like actors. And what it was, was starting up newspapers around the globe films around the globe charities around the globe social justice civil rights groups around the globe no 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 not to spread communism gosh no we're here for we're here for civil rights we care about your rights I mean yeah we're gonna talk about leftism a little communism' is pretty cool I mean you could be equal in communism but we don't need to talk about that A propaganda program to make communism soft, cuddly, and appealing across the globe. And it was effective. People are starving. You're sitting in a European city, hungry. You find out there's a local play. You start getting a local newspaper. And finding out in that newspaper, man, commies are doing all right. Well... We had an answer.
0: You're never completely ready to adopt a teen. For late nights writing English papers. For your teen's music taste. For dinners, where they talk more on their phone than with you. For the first time, they call you mom. You're never completely ready to adopt a teen, and you can't imagine the reward. To learn more about adopting a teen, visit AdoptUSKids.org. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, AdoptUSKids, and the Ad Council. Part-time job, full-time hustle, all-time shiro to all of us. You nurture, we listen. You teach, we thrive. You lift our spirits, but we've got to lay down the truth. It's time for you, our Shiro, to stretch for the stars. Start saving more for retirement now, so you can feel prepared and live your life to the fullest. Get free tips to help boost your retirement savings now at aceyourretirement.org Shiro. A message brought to you by AARP and the Ad Council.
1: We knew what the commies were doing, how they were trying to spread their influence across Europe, and we did not feel like we could sit back and allow it to happen. Any sympathy I have for American interventionism across the globe starts here because part of me agrees with our thinking at the time. The commies were gaining ground, and they were getting lots of ground with poor, starving European nations who were getting promised great things from this gigantic superpower. So we came up with the Marshall Plan. The Marshall Plan was... To put it very simply, but honestly, it was simple. Hand out money. The Marshall Plan involved us writing gigantic American-funded checks to destitute European nations to keep them robust. We, from our perspective... We're countering Stalin's propaganda campaign. In Stalin's eyes, the United States of America was openly bribing people to keep capitalism spreading and crush communism. Do you see how it looks to everybody involved? We weren't wrong about their propaganda campaign, and honestly, he wasn't wrong about our bribery campaign. That's what we were doing. you see how this gets out of control? How it got out of control? One of my favorite stories about the Cold War was the U-2 spy plane incident. Gary Powers was the name of the pilot. He was a great patriot. And what happened was we were post-Stalin era, right? We're in the Khrushchev era. We... Have missiles. The Soviets are well aware that we have missiles, and frankly, they're well aware where our missiles are. This is, again, remember the knife fight between me and the child molester? This is, again, a huge advantage for communism and a disadvantage for freedom. How difficult is it for you to locate a United States of America military base right now? You're probably laughing as I say that, right? It's a Google search. <laughs> well, how difficult was it for the Soviet spies over here to locate that military base, to locate a nuclear silo? It was cake. It's, they could find them all day long. So the Soviets were well aware of what we had. We were not well aware of what the Soviets had because it is a extremely controlled communist country. Everything's controlled. You can't just drive around willy-nilly. Hey, is this the way to the military base? I want to check out the nuclear silos. That's a good way to get your fingernails pulled out in the Soviet Union. We were struggling mightily getting intelligence about how many nuclear weapons they had. And the Soviets... We're telling everybody, Khrushchev was telling everybody and their brother, we're churning out missiles like you can't believe. We've got them by the dozen. We have endless missiles here. We don't know. I mean, we're kind of, we kind of, you kind of have to take the man at his word, right? But you have to figure it out. We tried to propose an agreement. Eisenhower tried to propose an agreement called the Open Skies Agreement. And this agreement was between us and the Soviet Union. It was actually genius by Eisenhower. The agreement was this. You can fly at extremely high altitude, unarmed planes over each other's countries. Soviet Union, you're welcome to fly them here, and we'll fly them there. Khrushchev, he gets this proposition, and Khrushchev is now in a serious pickle. Because the Soviets don't have very many missiles yet. And he's been telling everybody they do so they can appear strong. They have to appear strong. So Khrushchev tells Eisenhower, go screw yourself. No. Well, how do we interpret that? Oh, my gosh, no. They must have missiles everywhere. We had better get eyes over the Soviet Union now. We churn out an extremely secret military contract contract to design a plane that can fly essentially in outer space. It's like 70,000, 75,000, 77,000 feet above sea level, a U-2 spy plane purely for reconnaissance. It's a famous incident now. You know it well. We were flying one over the Soviet Union. We thought we were safe because previously the Soviets did not have a missile capable of getting to that height. Only they got mad about us flying these planes over, so they rapidly developed a missile capable of flying to that height. And poor Gary Powers was the poor sap who had to figure out, "Uh uh-oh, they've got one. Hang on. but let's not undersell what the actual threat was not at all you see we were totally justified in our worry about communism and its spread and we were totally justified in our worry about the Soviets getting their hands on nuclear weapons You realize before we invented one, there was never a weapon that had the ability to destroy the entire world? Now there are. You and I just exist in that world now. And honestly, how often do you even think about it? Not very, right? We're just used to it by this point. But back to the original question I asked. What should we have been doing here at home to prevent what we have here now. Let's have a serious talk. Hang on.
0: Kelly Show. This is the Jesse Kelly Show.
1: Can a free country? Make an ideology illegal. The short answer is simply this. Let's, let's go from the end instead of the beginning. You can't have a free country with communism flourishing in it. Let's all agree on that, right? Whatever else whatever else we talk about, communism flourishing in a free country will end the free country. That's its job. That's the whole point of it. It's an aggressive virus on humanity. It's a parasite that eats you alive from the inside out. So let's set that aside. If communism cannot be allowed to take root in a free country, how do you stop it? How could we have stopped what we're seeing now? And let me describe for you how bad this is about to be. And... I don't want to bring you down. Let's just have a real talk about where we are. Two different headlines. I'm staring at them right now. This is from FoxNews.com. Democrats might not accept election results if Trump wins. Street battles could ensue, according to an Atlantic writer. Other headline. This is from ABC News. Biden campaign expands legal team in preparation for voting fight in November. There are a few things that keep a nation a nation. Faith in the election process is one of those things. That's not a left or right thing. The public at large has to have faith in that the election was fair or the society will begin to break down if they feel the entire system is unjust. It just will. The Democrats, because of a temper tantrum after 2016, did some fairly light protesting about the results. I say fairly light. I know you've heard Russian collusion and all these other things. That was light compared to what's coming. That was the warm-up phase. What's coming is this. What do you think that post office, quote, controversy was a few weeks ago? Remember, it was totally based on nothing, and they called a special session, and he testified, and it turned out every single thing Democrats claimed was just a factual lie, and then everyone just moved on. Okay, all right, well, we're keeping our eye on you. So why do that? That was what you call prepping the battlefield. That was Democrats prepping the battlefield to challenge the 2020 presidential election results, and I don't mean Bush-Gore for a couple weeks. I'm talking a year or more of litigation News story after news story after news story, interview after interview, night after night about Democrats in the highest levels of power claiming Donald Trump stole the election with mail-in ballots in the post office and they'll confuse people and the news media will run cover for the Democrats. Republicans, because they're spineless, ballless losers, will almost undoubtedly agree to the special prosecutor Democrats call for to investigate the election results. We are a late stage empire, and you are about to see why. And that is the destructive power of collectivism. Complete commitment to burning the country to ash as long as it means you take power. Or I should say because it means you take power. They want you bored and poor and scared and miserable. As all commies do, as Stalin did throughout Europe. He loved it that people were starving because then you're finally accepting a lot more susceptible. Oh, communism. Oh. You may uh, me the the poor factory worker gets all the power. Absolutely. I'm not trying to be Doomsday. I'm telling you right now, in no uncertain terms, from now on, the rule is going to be, Challenging the results of the election. And I'm not talking about a few TV interviews complaining about it. Challenging it in the court system. Lawyering up. in state after state after state. Finding a sympathetic judge here and a sympathetic judge there. Stay on this, hold on that hold on, we can't certify this. We won't certify that. The end of what you know to be normal is coming sooner than you think it's coming, and I'm not trying to scare you. We're going to have fun with it. We're still going to laugh through all of it. We are. We absolutely are. Times change all the time. You're about to experience them. I just want you to know you're about to experience them. We're seeing something new. And why are we seeing something new? Back to the question in the beginning. We are seeing something new because the commie process of overtaking every single American institution is now complete. Complete. Remember what I've told you. We're not losing the culture war. We lost it. They own it all. Every bit of it. Every single part. The entertainment, the media, the federal bureaucracy, the education system, the corporations. They own all of it. And they own it all because they got a foothold early during the Cold War era, and they advanced day after day, sometimes really slow, sometimes really fast, depending on who was in power. But they always advanced, and now the reason we're going to have chaos is once you assert that level of control, it gives you the freedom to do whatever you want. You can invent things out of thin air with no factual basis to them whatsoever and have them take a firm foothold in the minds of Americans because you own the entire culture. How many Americans right now believe there is widespread Race-based police brutality against black people in the United States of America. A huge percentage believe that. What, 30, 40, 50, 60% of Americans believe that? There's not a single piece of statistical evidence saying that that's true. And yet it's a fact in the minds of Americans. What percentage of Americans Believed the lies that were told about coronavirus lockdowns. Do you know social distancing six feet away that a teenager came up with that for a science paper? Hmm. You know. Your house smells. Don't get mad. Don't get mad. My house smells, too. I'm not not indicting you. I'm sure you keep a clean home. But just time means you're going to acquire smells, whether those are cooking smells that get in your paint, your carpet. Maybe they're animal smells. Maybe you're a smoker or someone else was. Just living creates smells. I didn't realize that my home had a smell to it until I got my first Eden Pure Thunderstorm, the greatest air purifier I've ever, ever owned in my life. This thing, I had it plugged in for two hours. I came back in the room and my air smelled so clean. I now own three of them. I'm not making that up. This thing has absolutely changed me. On top of what it's done for my allergies, go get one. Get two. Be like me and get three. Go to EdenPureDeals.com. Make sure you use the promo code JESSE. That gets you 10 bucks off and free shipping. EdenPureDeals.com, promo code JESSE. for a limited time, watch the first 10 minutes for free at hollywoodtakeover.com slash jesse.
0: For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click grainger.com, or just stop by.